This is exactly right. Hey, boo! It's me, Roz. Welcome to Ghosted by Roz Dresfalez. I have got a fun one for you today, as always. This time with Jack Plotnick, who is an actor that stays working. He is always popping up in things. Many people know him from the cult classic film Girls Will Be Girls, which was drag before reality tv and i was so obsessed with that movie which also stars coco peru one of our you know most celebrated guests to ever be on this show if you've never seen that movie you should really check it out because it's the two of them barla jean merman drag icons and it's hilarious and um it's just like jack being spectacular but he also i always think of him uh when i I think about this show that was on in like the early mid 2000s called drawn together it was this animated show that was on comedy central and he played this character the character's name was xander and he would always say i'm on a never-ending quest to save my girlfriend that was jack plotnick because he's he's amazing so he's on the show today i'm really excited about that you know, another show that he used to be on, Reno 911, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. And I actually recently downloaded Paramount Plus because I wanted to see the new Reno 911 movie. And as I'm watching the movie, it, it takes place on a cruise. And I was like looking around and I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Queen Mary. The infamous haunted location, the Queen Mary. So, yeah, if you, first of all, I I highly endorse Reno 911 always. But uh, if you if you're looking for something fun to watch, and you can also at the same time see inside the Queen Mary, which I don't believe is open to the public these days, uh, that's one way you could do it because it certainly features the Queen Mary a lot in it. But now that I have Paramount Plus, I start poking my head around. And I found this documentary about the paranormal activity movies, the Blumhouse blockbuster movies made on a on a dime. And I'm a huge fan of Blumhouse and the paranormal activity movies as well. And the documentary is called Unknown Dimension, colon, the story of paranormal activity. And the reason I was bringing it up is because there's a fun little anecdote concerning Steven Spielberg. Heard of him? So Steven Spielberg, there's a story about when DreamWorks was acquiring the movie and Steven Spielberg was involved and he screened the movie at home and he claims that a door in his house 
locked itself from the inside and he had to have a locksmith come and open that door. And he was so freaked out by it that he returned the DVD and he put it in a trash bag and was like, get this out of my house. Like it's haunted. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of a fun story because, you know, one of my favorite things is to talk about these horror movies and spookiness happening around them, which again brings into question a lot of things, but I do think that there's some truth to if you're in a state of fear. Now, is it your mind playing tricks on you? Who knows? But it seems to that fear state seems to attract paranormal activity. And so I don't know. Maybe that's why sometimes when people shoot horror movies or surrounding horror movies, weird things happen. I'm not sure. I am not sure. But I did read an article recently, and it's uh, the website is sciencefocus.com. Now, again, I always like to, to make it clear, I'm certainly, I believe in science. I absolutely believe in science. And... I never want to be confused for somebody that doesn't, but also, you know, I like to have fun and I do think there's things that science cannot explain yet. Preternatural, I suppose, is the term for that. But uh, this was an article that came out a couple of weeks back, the end of December, December 17th, and it was in relation to the Ghostbusters movie that recently came out. And it's uh, a psychologist explains why we believe in the paranormal. And so, you know, I've read these kinds of articles before and they've been kind of frustrating because because it makes me go, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, are we all just making this shit up? But I know we're not. But I still wanted to see what this had to say. And I was actually kind of pleased by some of the things in here. So it says in 2019, a YouGov poll found that 45% of Americans believe in ghosts, whereas in 2016, another poll showed that British people are more likely to have faith in spooky spirits than the existence of God. So Richard Wiseman, that's his name, he's a professor of the public understanding of psychology at the University of Hertfordshire. He says that it tends to be driven by two things. People's belief in this stuff. One is personal experience. Lots of people claim to have had paranormal experience after the loss of a loved one. The other is popular media. Maybe like a podcast. I don't know. Most experiences aren't that difficult to rationalize away. With photographs, for example, there used to be double exposures and not so many today. These sorts of ghosts have gone away with the arrival of camera phones. Which is true, I suppose. But then there's also like so much ring camera, like ring camera ghosts are all the rage these days. He also brings up, you know, people have imaginations. 
He says, we want to imagine a world that doesn't have pain or suffering, where our loved ones are still with us, we're pattern-searching creatures, and the price we pay for seeing patterns that are there is occasionally going into overdrive and seeing patterns that aren't there. Huh. And he links the belief in ghosts to creativity, which could you know, kind of go along with my whole theory of this podcast, interviewing so many creative people, I've always found that creative people tend to believe in this stuff. But my thing isn't always that I think it's because creative people, you know, have imaginations and they can create these things in their mind. I don't necessarily, I don't know if I necessarily believe that that's the reason I can, I can understand that and maybe being a part of it. But, um, I think I just always have put that on, open-mindedness and being open to the possibilities of it, maybe. And then he also brings up when you uh, are told ahead of time, like a place is haunted and how sometimes, you know, that makes people start thinking, oh, I experienced something, which I get. I get it. I totally get it. But that's why I especially love those. That's my favorite kind of story when people go, Hey, who was that that man that just walked through the hallway and just disappeared? And then someone goes, Howard? Oh, that's old Howard. Yeah, he's been roaming those halls for years. Like, you know, that's the kind of story that we love. But I can admit that I've been guilty of being at a place that I know is haunted. And I'm like, that was something. So, eh. But then there's also this little optimistic bit here where he says, if you look at the greatest scientific advantages, like putting someone on the moon or coming up with a vaccine for COVID within months, to do that, you have to believe you can do something that's pretty close to impossible. I think that capability to believe in something, even though the evidence is minimal, allows us to do amazing things. And every once in a while, ghosts lead us astray. But we can't have one without the other. It's the price we pay for doing amazing things. I mean, that's gorgeous. I love that. Uh, So you could check out that article. I mean, I pretty much told you most of it, but it's written by Stephen Kelly, uh, sciencefocus.com. So let's do some amazing things here today on my episode with Jack Plotnick. And as always, if you want to hear a little extra, go to patreon.com slash rosdresvelez. Link in the description of this episode. I'm talking to Jack about some unexplainable phenomenal. And you can also see a video this week of me talking about Scream. I just saw the new Scream movie and I loved it. Uh, So I give a non-spoiler and spoiler review on my Patreon this week. Anyway, here is me talking to Jack Plotnick. On with the show. I am joined by Jack Plotnick. Hello, Jack. How are you? Whoa, I'm actually really spooked out just doing this. I'm thrilled to be here, though. I'm nervous and excited. I'm so excited you're doing this, Jack. I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. And oh, that's very kind of you. Uh, yeah. I adore you. I've known you for quite a while. I've been watching... I mean, through the pandemic, your Instagram has really uh, given me life, as the kids say. 
Oh, well, it was how, you know, I, it, w- it was a coping mechanism for me. So I guess it gave me life too. <laughs> how are you? Do- okay. So for anyone that doesn't know, you got to follow Jack Plotnik because you do these videos with, I mean, I'm assuming a green screen and the wig <laughs> yes. budget is high and <laughs> you put yourself in uh, like... Pr- my favorite ones are these Disney ones that you do, oh, which are from what? Is, what is that from? From like Wonderful World of Disney yes. in the sixties. He it was. I'm only realizing now, as an adult, they were basically a commercial for Disneyland Park. Totally. Uh, <laughs> which I love to. I love that kind of old Disneyland stuff. But I, and I've seen those TV shows before, and they're very like staged, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it makes it feel like oh, this is what it was like. But I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. everyone in the well, office. I, I was wanted like, to be an Imagineer when I was a kid, so I just literally made myself an Imagineer in these videos because he 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 goes around introducing them, but barely lets them talk. And so I just played the, the Imagineers and I keep the camera on them and you kind of start to get an idea of what life was like for them, I guess. <laughs> and my second one was uh, all about the haunted mansion. So for your show, your followers might enjoy that. I also, people who listen to this might be as obsessed with The Shining as I am. And I did a video called uh, Deconstructing Bill Watson where I play uh, Bill Watson, who is this weird character that is in like a major section of the beginning of the movie, but has no like one line. Wait, and is this so the I, guy that like he meets with at the very beginning of the movie? Yes, but it's the guy who is also in the office who doesn't talk. Oh my God. <laughs> and, anyway, your your listeners know what I'm talking about too. And see you guys. So if you want to see what was really going on between Bill Watson and his boss, you can watch that video. <laughs> And you will never watch The Shining or any of these things the same (laughs) way again. You know, we're here to talk about the paranormal. and I am so ready for this. Okay. Now, how do you feel about all this stuff? Well, I've, I always used to say with with aliens and ghosts, I'm 80% a believer, but I think it's gone way up. Why? Especially aliens, especially aliens. Well, yeah. I'm just, you know what? TikTok. (laughs) Yes. And. And also just the older I get, the more I kind of think that this shit's real. And I've also had some interesting experiences and I'm fascinated by it. But I also I don't want to see one. And I, it, I, I'm i always kind of like when I'm in a new place, if it feels spooky at all, I kind of will just say like, hey, um, mentally, I say this. I'm not that. But I say, like, don't show yourself, ghost, to me because I would die. <laughs> so you think that they can like telecommunicate or whatever? Telecommunications, like with Verizon and AT and T, no. Or what are they, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they they can read minds. I have no idea. I have no idea. I think if they exist, they could certainly kind of read my mind. I guess. I mean, look. Once you take one step down the magical thinking road, it's fun to just keep running down it. Totally. Why stop with you know? But I will say, my my uh, I was terrified of my childhood home. Um, my parents had the nerve when I was like fucking seven years old to move us into like the oldest home in this town. It was literally a log cabin before they turned, it was turned into an actual home. And my parents were kind enough to tell us that the woman who lived there before us told them that she would speak with Satan in the backyard in the garden. Oh, that's a nice thing to tell a family. Nice thing to tell a seven year old. Yeah. And the boy that was her her son, this, um, 
He was obsessed with the movie Jaws. So much so that uh, if you recall the movie poster of Jaws, that kind of shape of the Jaws coming out of the water, Mm -hmm. he would paint it all over the basement, that shape. Mm-hmm. And so you the basement, by the way, I'm told was maybe one of the stops on the, um, what was that called? Underground, uh, the Railroad. Underground Railroad. It was a very creepy little basement. And and, uh, and they, they told us, that's your playroom now. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely terrifying. And they also, because I was the youngest in my family, basically just let me watch any movie everyone else was watching. Like It's Alive about the killer baby or Psycho. And I couldn't shower alone for my, the first year of the house. Now, my, I didn't make them go in the shower with me, but I would, my mom, I had to be able to see her through the frost glass sitting on her bed Aww, or I couldn't shower. Because of Norman Bates. I, I get, well, that and Satan. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Don't forget but Satan. Yes, no, definitely Norman Bates inspired. And then for years I would get home from school and I was a latchkey kid. I was the first one to arrive. I would go right. And I wonder if more people have this experience, but I'd go right for the knife drawer and I would walk through my house with the knife. I like, do that now. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, I may or may not sometimes take like a little sweep around uh, with a knife just to make sure wow. everything's fine. And you're feeling me. You know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Is this was this in Ohio? Is that is that is yeah. Google correct yeah. that you grew up in yeah, Ohio? Yeah, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Okay, because Google told me Worthington, Ohio. Is that? accurate yeah. or no yeah. do, you, do you know it i don't know it but oh, oh, it's a great city it's a progressive little haven in the middle of the midwest oh, and it's wonderful yeah love to hear that i uh i i did do some little bit of research here and i i found uh i was like i wonder if there's haunted places in worthington ohio because you know there's well, lots of places the everywhere worthington Inn is said to be the mo- one of the most haunted places in the state and uh, it's right down the street from my house and the, a friend of mine told me the story a friend of her stayed there and saw just this black blob uh that just felt like pure evil floating above their bed and um it's known for that the whole uh, now it's just been I think it's now no longer a hotel, but yeah, that's a pretty scary place. I didn't have an experience there, but my brother and I had a terrifying experience when I was only about um, 11. We were babysitting at someone's home and we were watching a film and uh, in the, in the TV room and we started hearing noises in the kitchen, like a drawer opening and slamming shut. And we'd go in there and there was nothing there. And then we'd go back to the other room and we'd hear it again. And the dog was just in the doorway uh, in, with us, but but staring at the doorway into the kitchen and just barking. Oh, no. That was pretty scary. Oh, wow. Do mm-hmm. you know what the story was of that house? No. No. I mean, I had killed that family just a week prior. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I was far too young to kill. I could only dream of killing at that time. Of course, now I have... Uh, you know what? You can make your dreams come true when you're an adult. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a kid. Well, okay. So when I was doing my research, luckily, a lot of the work has already been done by WorthingtonMemory.org. And uh, they were telling me here, it says, uh, most of the city's ghost stories originate from buildings right in the middle of town. Uh, A story in the Worthington Suburbia News that was published in 1992 tells of the hauntings of 
the former Worthington Inn. I told you! Yes. And the old rectory, which I hate that word. I'm sorry. I hate the word rectory. It's uh, a little close to rectum. It's very yeah. close, dangerously close to rectum. Uh, but the old rectory, which is now home to the Worthington Historical Society, according to oh. some who have worked or stayed in the former, a mischievous ghost often considered to be a previous owner named George Snyder likes to turn on faucets and slam doors. He well, also leaves behind the scent of cigar smoke. Those so. might be just like farts from somebody who smoked a lot of cigars. <laughs> I know these ghosts and their cigars and their cigarettes, as always, they always leave it behind. But yeah. I guess that was... Well, I mean, you know, you get home from a bar and you smell it in your clothes for weeks. So I guess it's the same when you die. Honestly, you smoke a lot, true. it's going to stink in your clothes. And they don't have washing machines in the nether realm, right. do they? Or how many times do you think it was someone that was sneaking a cigarette and then they're like, you guys, I think there's a ghost in here. It smells like cigarettes in here. <laughs> Actually, it turns out Worthington, there's a lot of different spooky places on here. I was, um, I mean, the, the Kilbourne Commercial Building... Um, I went to Kilbourne School. I, I, I did not know that that was, I mean, it certainly felt um, scary going to ninth grade there, but I think that was more about puberty. Yeah. Well, the, there's a, a historical society in town that does ghost tours every October. So if anyone ever happens to be in town, it looks like there's a whole list of things here. The St. John's Episcopal Church and Cemetery, which uh, the wife of the church first deacon Philander Chase. Well, that's a great mm-hmm. name. Uh, Mary's, uh, wait, wait, wait. the wife of the church's first deacon, Philander Chase, Mary. Uh, her life was difficult and unhappy. She died from tuberculosis soon after moving to Worthington from Connecticut. During an uh-huh. expansion of the church, her remains were removed from the burial site and placed under the altar in the sanctuary. Now she makes Ew. herself known by filling the space with unexplained lights and sounds. Some refuse to be in the church after dark because of the eerie presence. Well, what were they doing, digging up her bones and throwing them under the altar? I mean, everyone well, I mean, knows you don't do asking that. Asking for trouble. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Come on. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, so- I'm glad I got the hell out of there. That's a scary place. <laughs> so you never the had interesting, Satan The interesting thing was I moved right, right when I went to college. I moved into a haunted house, and I'm pretty sure of it. Wait a minute. Okay, wait. Before we get oh, yeah. out of there, so did you ever encounter Satan in the garden or anything like that? <laughs> no, but my dad was pretty, <laughs> pretty hard at times. Okay. Uh, so maybe he was inflicted by this by the spirit of the house. He was a very loud yeller. Um, okay. No, okay. I never, I never felt any presence in the house. I was just generally scared of it. Okay, my understanding. So yeah. Okay, so this ghost, you said in college? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, what happened? I went to college in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we moved into um, a very old home that was called the Dramat Frat because it, it kept getting passed down uh, from um, people in the theater because I, I majored in theater. And uh, What school? This was Carnegie Mellon in mm. uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I, I spent the summer there by myself before everyone else arrived. And um, I felt, it felt creepy. And like, like, I remember one time, I may or may not have been looking at a pornographic image, but my shade <laughs> just went, they just open. You know, the, the, the old kind of shades you'd pull down and would stick? Uh-huh. Yeah, they didn't stick. 
Um, that was pretty scary. But then um, when everybody joined me, a bunch of really weird stuff happened. Uh, let me see. My friend was lying on the couch one night and I'm in my bed and this is everyone's gone to sleep. It's like midnight. And I hear somebody clunk, clunk, clunking up the stairs uh, into the house because to enter the house, you had to go upstairs and then you'd hit a front, uh, the, the door of the uh, entrance. And I remember thinking, like, who is coming in this late and why is But I just fell asleep. I didn't think much of it. So um, later, my friend who was in the living room, he says, did uh, you hear somebody coming up the stairs? And I said, yes. He said, I did, too. And I looked to the front door. And then after you open the front door, you have to open another door to the living room. Oh, wait, no. After you open the front door, that leads right into the living room. He said, I waited to see if somebody was gonna come into the front door, no one did, but then on the other side of the living room, the door from the living room to the rest of the house, he saw it open mm. and no one was there. Oh, God. So that was wild. Another time um, I was walking home from school and I, um, I was just sort of singing to myself, just very quietly singing that song from Charlie Brown, happiness is finding a quarter, you know that song? Uh -huh. Okay. And I, I get home and there's a whole group of people in the living room watching TV. And as I'm walking through, just one of the people in the room just starts singing that song. And I freak out. I'm like, why did you just sing that song? And they were like, I don't know. I just felt like it. I was anyway, that just seemed really weird. Wow. Um, by the way, that? these are going to build an intensity. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> no, these are the good. Next one, the next one, I, um, we had a laundry, laundry room in the basement of this house and there was this bottle of beer left open from a party or something. And it was just sitting there and no one wanted to throw it away. You know how college kids are. And literally like weeks and weeks passed and we would all just walk by this bottle of beer and no one would throw it away. And um, That's one day it was just home decor. Totally, like, right, right. And then one day I noticed it was gone. I was like, good, somebody, somebody bent over and got rid of it. And then a few weeks later, it was right back where it was. Same, it, I mean, I it was the same amount of beer, just sitting there again. I thought that was so creepy. Ooh, where do you think it went? Did they just like hit it in a closet or something? Or I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that 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 gave me the chills. But everybody kind of in the house kind of felt a weirdness so much so we did a Ouija board one night, and we were talking to this spirit on the Ouija board. And it said that it was a relative of someone in the house. And then we figured out it, that it, it was a relative of mine. And then we, it said it was in heaven looking down on me and that its name was David. And um, I didn't know who that was, but I remember thinking maybe it was, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm Jewish. So I decided, by the way, I guess all of these stories need to be filtered through a, a, a sophomore in college's brain, which isn't quite together yet. Uh, <laughs> decided it was David King of the Jews and we finished playing with it it wasn't it was wild because we really felt that thing moving on that Ouija board I went into my room and saw something so terrifying I nearly screamed but I was just stood there in fright and I'm going to tell you what that is right now earlier that day I was in a um, I'd been in a thrift store and I found these three-dimensional pictures with lights behind them and I thought that was the coolest thing ever they happen to be lights of Jesus. Like one of them, he's like knocking on a door. Do you remember these three-dimensional pictures that with a light and you could like, if you move, it seems that the picture is three-dimensional. Oh yeah. Okay. Film? Yeah. 
anyway, so I had hung them earlier that day and they were a little heavy. So I remember I like really made sure they would stay out because I put nails, I put tape. So I go in my room and both of the Jesus pictures that I had hung on my wall were lying on the floor and then those were ripped out of the wall. Wow. So David King, the Jews didn't like that. I was hanging pictures of Jesus. Now here, here's the capper. This is the big ending. We had a girl living with us in that house who claimed she was a little psychic, but she said that she was lying in bed one day and she opened her eyes and there was an old man sitting on the furnace next to her bed in her bedroom. And that he was looking at her and she she was wide awake now and she, he, he didn't disappear. He was right there. He stood up and just walked slowly out the window and was gone. Out the window? Through the window. Oh he just sort God. of disappeared through the window. So, but and no, everyone who lived in that house was like, yeah, this is, it was a freaky place to live. Wow. But I did, I never saw anything, but I heard those footsteps. Definitely heard that and. Well, anyway, see, so the thing with Ouija boards is that, like, sometimes I think people do them in a location thinking that they're talking to whoever the ghost is there. But, like, you could be talking to somebody else, too. You know, you could be talking to, like, who knows what, just some whoever wants, whoever's down to talk. So it, <laughs> it could have been, like, you know, more than one experience happening at the same time maybe it wasn't the same uh person as that person that was in her room or uh, i mean who knows mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of possibilities but oh absolutely and uh also they don't have to tell the truth so oh, yeah whatever spirit comes to the board it's just fucking with you i mean i have to figure once you return to the almighty all-knowing you you you're uh you kind of know everything and you can just fuck around. Especially with I like some it. college kids that like leave yeah. beer bottles around. Like let, <laughs> let's just have a little fun here. But I hope, I hope it's fun being a ghost because I don't, I don't think I want to be one because it seems like maybe you're stuck. Yeah. It seems sad to me. It's, yeah, it does. I always compare it to somebody that's like stuck in a trend from like a long time ago that <laughs> won't move out of it when it's like, like we're, still wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. Like we, we all decided we're not doing that Same. anymore. And you're like, no, no, it's still cool. And you're like, come on, like go to the light. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. But the fact that it ripped nails out of your wall, that is so scary. Yeah. Well, either that or I, was trying to hang very heavy pictures on nails that can't hold them. But the point is (laughs) at that moment, I was sure it was King of the Jews angry with me. Point is I bought it. (laughs) So did you hang them back up? No, I did not. I know I didn't. And I really loved them, but I was like, okay, done with those. Cause even though maybe those were a haunted object from a thrift store, you never know with these thrift stores. Yeah, I do find that very interesting that because I like thrift store shopping, I like things that have been other places, <laughs> used things, articles, lamps, Same. you know, and um, but that is kind of creepy to think they're usually dead persons energy. Like nine times out of 10, I feel that they're they belong to dead people. <laughs> I, I go to a lot of estate sales and yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just people moved or they're downsizing or whatever. But then other times it's like the person just died. And it's like, it's kind of eerie. What's also disturbing to see people like scavenging. Speaking of someone just 
just dying. I missed out on the greatest opportunity of my life because of this exact thing, which, but I have to trust, I, I was meant not to get this apartment, but I was in, I thought I was gonna live in Manhattan and I was looking for a place I could afford. And I, the luckiest thing that could ever happen to somebody in that situation happened to me, which was I walk up to a building and this person's walking in, they're like, oh, there's an apartment up there that just got uh, freed up. Uh, you can come in with me to look at it. So I go in and literally the person there had just left this apartment like that early, that the night before, because all her stuff was there. And I'm in there going like, how did like, I, it just that never happens. Normally a person finds the apartment and they end up raising the rent by a thousand dollars. So anyway, they say, I say, what happened to the woman? They go, oh, she um, died last night. What? And they're already like, just like, come on in, check it out. Yes. And the price was crazy good. And I go, how did she die? They said she threw herself out that window. Oh, my God. And then I turn around and in the corner of this apartment is an altar to cats. Not the musical. Sorry, just kittens. An altar with candles and entire wall covered in little like cutout magazine kitting. Like, like. 100, 200 cats. Oh, no. Her cat. And I backed out of that apartment so fast. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. And I kicked myself for a decade after. I thought, Jack, that was the only way you were going to ever afford an apartment in New York is if the person literally just died. Yeah, but with the ghost of a cat lady as a roommate. (gasps) Well, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe if I kept the altar up, she would leave me alone. It could be. You never know. But yeah, I went to an estate sale a couple weeks ago and the friend that I was with opened the refrigerator like a nosy person. And it was like all the all the food is still in there. Like it was like all the cupboards filled with food. And and it was just like, oh, my God, this person just died. Yeah, sometimes I think about that. And I push the thought away very quickly, but I'll purchase something and I'll go, I wonder if I'll live long enough to use this. (laughs) It's just a morbid thought. We all have morbid thought. You know, when you walk up to a balcony and you go, I want to throw myself off. It's just a weird (laughs) morbid thing humans have. Or am I the only one? No, you're not alone. Uh, So what about, have you had experiences with psychics or anything like that? I paid quite a bit of money to talk to one. And then I had, I had mixed feelings. Certainly she got a lot right that no one could ever know. Oh. And that really gave me chills. Um, my grandma's name is nowhere to be found on the internet. And she knew her name. She knew that my family loved to go into Disney World. She knew my dad's girlfriend's name. Things that aren't available anywhere she knew. I'm starting to think that there's a psychic grandma database because... <laughs> I hear this kind of thing all the time from people that are public figures or whatever, that they go to a psychic and the psychic knows their grandma or their grandpa or whatever. And they say, there's no way you could know this. It's, no, it's nowhere on the Internet. I feel like they have their own little thing, these psychics going on. Absolutely. Can I tell you my favorite psychic story? Please. My uh, A friend of mine named um, Jessica Bendinger, she wrote the, the movie... Um, Oh, shit. What's the movie about um, cheerleaders? Uh, oh, Bring It On. Oh. It on. Yeah, yeah. So before uh, Bring It On was Bring It On, it was just a script that she had and that she was working on, right? And um, the, the script at the time was called Cheer Fever instead of Bringing On. So that was the working title, Cheer Fever. And Jessica goes to a, a psychic that, um, and to sort of ask him, like, 
you know, just to help point her in uh, the direction she should go. And this was one, Cheer Fever was one of the many projects she was looking at. So anyway, he, this, this psychic, the way he works is as he's talking to you, he's writing things down on a tablet. And at, after he chats with her for a few minutes, he looks down at the tablet where he had written these words and he says, what's cheer virus? Mm. And she goes, cheer fever? He goes, yeah, what is that? She goes, the movie. He goes, keep working on that. That's going to be big. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's a pretty cool story. See, I used to feel that I was psychic because when I would go to out to a club when I, in my 30s, I would, um, after I'd have a drink or two, I loved seeing if I could guess people, guess things about people. And I was often right <laughs> with me, like guessing their last name, guessing, I would say like, I'm feeling an airplane. They'd go, my dad is a pilot. And it, my experience of it at the time was that it was almost like, it was as if someone was whispering these things in my ear, but I couldn't hear it in the way normal way an ear hears it. Really? Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not saying I was psychic, but I did constantly sort of surprise myself in, in how many times I'd get things right. Do you have that and, happen um, when you don't have a cocktail or two? Um, well, it doesn't happen anymore. And I'll tell you why. Um, so my, my thought at the time was that it was an, and I don't know why I just, I believed it was an indigenous, a Native American girl whispering in my ear. That's, that was just this feeling I had. And then I th turned 30. Yes. Yeah, so I guess this was like leading up to I, when I was turning 30 and that just sort of my career stalled and I got into a bit of a depression. And, and that was the first time I saw a therapist, which I'm so glad. I think it's a great thing to see a therapist at each time in your life. You know, every 10 years you sort of go through a change and it's a good thing to have, just have someone to bounce things off of. But anyway, so I, this depression lasted a year and, it, and the gift went away. If it was a gift, I'm not saying it was, but I, I, I no longer really have much. I'm not, I don't hear anything anymore. Wow. That's and so my feeling is that I just became boring to whatever that presence <laughs> was. I was no longer very fun to, to be around for that year. And they went away. So did you, were there attempts where you like out and about and be like, I'm going to guess your last name is Johnson. Like, <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I probably did. I probably did a few times. <laughs> Damn and, it. What yeah. happened? I lost it. Yeah. I do love yeah. the idea of like the drunk psychic, like that being yeah. like, a, like the Long yeah. Island medium or something. We have the drunk right. psychic. I love the drunk psychic. <laughs> oh, write it, write it up. We'll pitch it together. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it turns out you've got a lot of great stories here. What else, Ooh. what else can we get from you? you well, a UFO story? Oh, yeah. I saw a UFO. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. Give it to us. <laughs> well, now, mind you, a UFO to me simply means unidentified. Sure. And I saw something one night in Los Angeles that as it was happening, I knew I was seeing something that to me was completely unexplainable. And it happened right over West Hollywood. So I've seen a I lot of unexplainable things in West Hollywood, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> I usually floating in the sky, but I hear you. I hear you. Um, so anyway, this was, uh, I, I was young. I was probably like 30 and I love wind. I love wind, windy nights. And you don't often get wind in LA. And this was a lot of, it was like a crazy windy night. And I went outside and stood on the roof of my building just so I could enjoy it. 
and it was a clear night. So there was just a, a sky full of stars. It's probably midnight. And I see some lights um, pretty far away. And they're flying in, is it called in tandem? I don't know how to put it, but it was like eight lights flying together. And the first thing my mind thought was, well, those are helicopters because they were kind of in a circle and flying together and very far away and very slowly. And then I noticed something that really freaked me out, which was, as I said, they were sort of flying in a circle together slowly across the sky, very slowly across the sky. And the stars in the middle of that circle, you couldn't see. So in other words, it hit me, that's a large shape outlined by lights. Oh, wow. And so they were kind of like the what, perimeter of, of yes, one Yes, and thing. the thing you have to understand is, so my first thought was, is it a hot air balloon? But this was the windy, this was crazy wind. Mm -hmm. And it just kept slowly chugging across the sky very far away. So it's not like a huge shape right above me, but far away. And um, my heart's racing now because it was no, it was, this was a long time ago too. And um, it was no shape of any plane I've ever seen. It couldn't have been a plane and it couldn't have been a balloon. And yet it was big. And uh, I watched it go across the sky and uh, yeah. Did you see cool. it as it like disappeared or, or how did that end? Um, yeah, just kind of got too far away to see, I guess. I can't remember. I mean, when I say slowly, maybe it wasn't that slow. I, I feel like I watched it for about seven minutes. Wow. And, um, you saw a UFO. Yeah, I'm fascinated by them. I have a terrible, terrible fear, though, of a giant shape floating in the air above me. Even as a child, I had this concept of a giant shape above a, a very small, like, pin. Anyway, it's always been a scary thing, and I have just, I just really don't ever want to see that. <laughs> really? See, okay, I, I've talked about this a thousand times at this point on this podcast, but I saw unexplained phenomenal up in the sky in uh, Sedona a couple months ago um, on purpose. I went on a UFO like tour thing yeah. and like things I saw things and I thought it was like just, I thought it was like whale watching. I thought it was like majestic, gorgeous. I thought it was so cool. What, what, the, the thing you saw was majestic? Yeah, just the way that they would fly around. It was like so different than an airplane or a helicopter or anything like that. I, I, I got like, I also am convinced that they're not bad and that it's all good. Because I just think that they have so much power. Like they're above us. Like if they wanted to do some some bad stuff, they would do it. But they seem to be, I don't know, I think they come in peace. Well, do, you, do you believe that they might be picking people up and experimenting on them? Uh, that's what people say. I mean, who am I to say that it's not real? But the, mm. the woman that uh, gave my tour claims to have been abducted many times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did she have any marks or anything? I don't. No, I did not. Um, I've, I've heard that sometimes her. they take a little divot of skin out of your back. Oh, um, I yeah, I mean, I don't really know if I want that, but no. thank you. <laughs> I'm good with my back divots and everything. Divot, divot less, I think yes. they call it. <laughs> yes. So I have a friend who's pretty sure he was abducted. And can I tell you that story? Please. 
Okay. So I asked him, I said, can I tell the story if I don't say your name? He said, oh, just tell my name. I don't care. So he's, okay. he's one of my closest friends. His name is Jim Hansen. And he, he, uh, he works in Hollywood as a costumer. And anyway, so here, here's the story he tells that he could tell better, but I'm your guest today and he isn't. So anyway, him, him and his friend were driving, I think, from Seattle to, Cal- to Los Angeles. And it was nighttime. And they were going up a very big hill, you know, like a mountain. And so they, he, 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 as he recalls it, he was quite young, but at the top of the mountain, they decided to put in into the cassette player that tells you how long ago this happened, a book on tape. And so they stuck it in and they start heading now down the mountain. And it's a <clears throat> pretty long way to go. Now they begin driving down the mountain and suddenly they're at the bottom of the mountain. And the book on tape is done. It's, you know, it played out and is ejected. And he turns to his friend and he goes, what happened? What happened? Because he has no memory of driving down the mountain. He just was suddenly on the down at the bottom of it. He turns to his friend to say what happened. And his friend kind of like stirs awake and goes, oh my God, I just had the most terrifying nightmare. And he's like, huh, what? And his friend says, I dreamt we were in the car and I saw like a, like a hand, like an alien-ish type hand reaching in to unlock the door. Ah! And that's the story. And he swears by it. And he never doesn't know anything else. He There's nothing else he can share about it. Whoa, an alien unlocking the door. He said he saw a hand like going to open the door. That is and, so and, freaky. Because, yeah, I mean, that's what yeah. a lot of people, you know, report missing time is like probably the most common thing that you hear. Oh, my God, that mm-hmm. is so scary. And I made, I made, you know, I make comedy videos all the time. And my friend, Clinton Loop, who is Miss Coco Peru. Uh, yeah, one of our favorite guests of the show. She, she gave okay. us the alien yeah. tea. Okay, so then, therefore, she's already told the story about how the alien that her sister saw moved to its head, right? Wait, what was that she, one? Well, I, d- I don't want to tell it because I haven't asked her for her if I'm allowed to, but I'll just say her sister saw an alien and it moved its head in a very specific way that you'll see if you watch one of my comedy videos because Miss <laughs> Coco Peru knows that, that story scares the hell out of me. <laughs> and I was uh, about a, two years ago, I made a comedy video about a woman who gets abducted by aliens and you can see it. Um, what is it called? It's called Carol. Okay. <laughs> and it's on my, it's in my uh, comedy shorts on my YouTube playlist. And uh, I love this video because it's, uh, it's kind of the creepiest. It's actually kind of scary how it came out. And was, so I love that because I love horror films. But anyway, I, I basically play a, bun- a bunch of aliens as well as the woman. And I moved my head exactly how she describes it. Uh, how Miss Coco describes it in her story. And uh, he he got a real kick out of that. Yeah, Coco's one of these people that, you know, I reach out to people that I like and I'm just like, yeah, you have a story, just like I did with you. And Coco came with yeah. like yeah. 20 stories, like I so oh, yeah. many stories of ghosts. Why would you aliens go to that episode and listen to me, <laughs> listen to her, her alien story? It is terrifying. I think that there's just some people that, you know, I think there's some people that ghosts like, and I think that there's, it seems that aliens sometimes are drawn to certain people. And, and sometimes people talk about like 
their family after generation and generation have had experiences with UFO sightings or abductions or whatever. I don't know. Again, like you said at the beginning of this conversation, as time goes on, it seems like this stuff is... I mean, it's still obviously so much unknown, but it kind of it's kind of cool to talk about it now because there's so much evidence and so much validity, you know, all all of the um, all of these things that have come out just the past, you know, two years or so that it it feels I I don't feel as insane talking about it. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't because, yeah, I definitely agree that it's been made pretty valid. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to hear some ghost voices? Oh, my God. Okay, what are you talking about? I love it, and I'm terrified. Okay, well, it's time for EVPs or EVPs. Have you ever heard the term EVP? Yeah, and that's about um, the sounds that you record, right? Yes, electronic voice <laughs> phenomenon. So okay. it's, you know, whenever a person captures what they believe to be a ghost speaking on some kind of recording device, and I go to YouTube where there are thousands and thousands of EVPs, though some are also in EV EVPs, and uh, I have my guests... Tell me what they hear. And then I'll give you some options. And the uh, correct answer will be what the person on YouTube believes they heard. Okay. Okay. So we don't know if these are real or if they were created to get followers, but we do know that the ghost, the the person who's sharing them believes they figured out what they're saying. I mean, let's be honest. That's all of this stuff. Nobody knows that like, you know, (laughs) who knows? Well, I personally love, I am happy to watch a fake a really good fake UFO video or a really good fake uh, ghost. Like I, I, I don't care if it's fake, but because, because it's really exciting when people can do a good job of, of uh, convincing you, but then the ones where they, where they say like, this is actually absolutely true. That, that does, that is a little more exciting. I, I definitely, well, here's and I'm going to decide these are all actually real. Something about this world of EVPs on YouTube that I've gotten into these are not videos that are viral. Like I really dig deep in there and I find stuff that was posted 10 years ago and it has 15 views on it. Like it's, these are just videos that people just, here's my findings. And I I don't know. A lot of times I, I think they, they seem to be legit. I don't know. Either way, it's fun. No, absolutely. Especially things like this, because it's not someone trying to have a paranormal channel. Right. Uh, you know, and is saying, yeah, every night I hear something. It's like, come on, man. It, it's it's much more believable. Like when when it's somebody saying, look, this is this happened to me and I had to share it. Well, well, a lot of times, but also it it's like paranormal teams and stuff that are mm-hmm. sharing their findings. For example, this first one is from a, a channel called Sam's Paranormal. That's what it's called. Okay. Um and this is at the Ohio State Reformatory. Do you know about that place? No, it, but it, but the reformatory is where like you punish children. And we all know that back in the day when things weren't there weren't cameras and stuff that kids would quote unquote para, like die from. <laughs> I'm anyway. They were pretty horrible places. I'm sure. Well, this is a, an old prison, and it's in Mansfield, yeah. Ohio, and. 
it is actually it's a it's a famous haunted place that's been on a lot of these paranormal shows and it is where they did Do they record the sounds with a regular recording device or are these recorded with some kind of like measuring energy like how does it work um Usually it's either someone's video, some type of video camera or some type of audio recording. Just it's okay. yeah, it's just pretty basic stuff. But this place right here, this is where they shot Shawshank Redemption. It uh, it was a, a, in business until 1990. Did any crew members of that movie say that they had eerie feelings? Oh, I'm sure there has to be. We got to get we'll somebody on. Okay, so here it is. Here's this first one. It's kind of whispery. What do you hear? Okay, it's pretty quick. It's just, okay. it's a voice going like that. Okay. okay, let me play it again. Oh, I heard it. Oh, I'm hearing, oh, cow. Oh, Cal. Oh, Cal. Oh, Cal. Stop it. So I have to figure that it's talking to someone named Kelly, but it's using her cute nickname. It's like, oh, oh, Cal. Oh, Cal. You're crazy. Wait, let me play it again. Okay. Okay, I totally pick up. (gasps) Oh. That time I heard, oh, hell. Oh. Okay, that's scary. Well, here's some options. Is it A, don't go there. Is it B? I don't care. Is it C? Are you scared? Or oh. D? I'm a Karen. Oh, remember the term Karen? I feel like that's kind of gone out. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was a ghost from 2020. Oh my God! Why would it? <laughs> why would a Karen die? I don't know. These are the options, saying. Jack. <laughs> Say option two again to me, dear. I don't care. Okay, now let me hear it. Okay. Well, I mean, if I had to choose, I, I would choose, I don't care. I, I hope it's I'm a Karen, though, because I don't mind, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I'm a ghost and I'm a Karen, and I want to speak yeah. to the manager of this paranormal team. Uh, right. It is, yes, I don't care. Now, yeah, here's I, the funny yeah. thing about this. What they said in the little description of the video is that, it says, we were discussing using phones and tablets while using the bathroom. And the ghost said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me play it again now that we know that. Okay. I hear it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he can see you piss and poop. Anyway, what does he care whether you're, you know, he's already forced to see all of it. Right. So he's like, <laughs> I do whatever don't you want care. Do whatever you want. Um, okay, here's one more. This one oh, okay. is from uh, Rigs Design, R Y G G apostrophe S Design, and on YouTube. And it is from Southeastern Idaho Paranormal Society. And it does not say the location, but this one is also kind of a whisper voice. What is it saying? Let me hear it again. This one I think is harder, but it's a little bit longer. Okay, here we go. Well, I mean, I'm hearing you're a dear heart. You're a dear. It goes, you're a dear. That's what I'm hearing. Um, I I get what you're picking up on here. Uh, Here's some options. Is it A, 
don't you tease me? <laughs> Is it B? I'm a sweetie. Is it C? You don't see me. Or D? I'm too sexy. <laughs> I do think these whisper ghosts, I'm sorry, but sometimes it gets late at night and I'm listening to this and I'm like, ooh, ooh whispering in my ear. Uh, they, Little S A S M R. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sexy. Okay, so what is it saying? One of those options. Here we go. Well, uh, uh, so, so the thing is, I can't remember the options, but I heard, <laughs> I heard I'm scary. Um, they believe shit. it's a don't you tease me. Oh, well, let's hear it okay. again. Well, I have to disagree with you. <laughs> That's, that is not what I'm hearing. But nonetheless, that's really creepy. To be fair, it is hard to do this over Zoom, and it sounds best with, like, earphones and blah, blah, blah. But I kind of hear it. I kind of hear it. I don't know what they were teasing the ghost about, but the ghost was mm-hmm. not having the teasing. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a cool TikTok uh, series where a woman has a guy... Uh, ask the ghost questions, and what is it? What is it? She wears a, a sound a device. Oh right, she, uh, shit! Oh, forget it. Point <laughs> is, there's so many good, good supernatural people to follow on TikTok. Sorry, there really Continue. is. Continue. Um, Ignore me. I guess that's it. I guess so. Uh, oh, this has been so spooky and wonderful. You really brought it with these stories. Thank you, Jack. Um, oh, thank you. Can you tell people, you know, where to find you, find your videos and everything else going on? Oh, sure. I'd be honored. Well, my YouTube channel has a playlist called Jack's Comedy Shorts. And, I, you know, check them out. They will make you laugh. Larf. My name is Jack Plotnik. So if you just type that into YouTube, everything will come up. There's not that many Plotniks. That's P-L-O-T-N-I-C-K. And you can also find me on Instagram at, at Jack Plotnik. And um, lastly, I uh, your your listeners may enjoy sci-fi. I made a, a dark sci-fi comedy uh, movie called Space Station 76 uh, a few years ago yes. that you can watch on any of the streaming outlets. It stars Patrick Wilson and Liv Tyler and Matt Bomer and Jerry O'Connell. It takes place in the future as we had imagined it in the 1970s. And your friend and my friend Sam Pancake helped me write it and he's in it. And uh, I'm very proud of it. So if you're, I think it's showing on stars for free as well. Oh, cool. It is such a cool movie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jack Plotnick. And of course, if you want to hear a little bit more us talking about other paranormal phenomena, go to patreon.com slash Ross on my second tier. Are you subscribed to the show? Make sure you are. Tell your friends about it. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you have a ghost story, you can leave it there. Or you can put it in our Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresfalez. You can email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. If you want to be in a listener episode, you can put the subject line listener episode and give me some bullet points of your stories. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. I am now on TikTok at it's Roz Hernandez. And I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
Scarpins Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.